We're here to ignite your fire by highlighting the success and innovation of other movement professionals. This is the PT on Fire podcast. PT on Fire Nation, we are very excited today. Um, Dr. Nick Hawkins with Dr. Andrew Gorecki. We are absolutely stoked to bring you a great friend, mentor, um, just a great overall person, Doug Gray. Doug, we are so thankful to have you on with us today, and I, I was just hoping to give a quick kind of background. Doug has a, a unique perspective in the movement industry, being you know the, the son of Gary Gray, and uh, Doug also shares a passion for movement and and kind of just helping improve the lives of, of everybody around him. Doug's taken the stand and, and the Gray Institute to help spearhead kind of the development of the and, and almost kind of spearheading the brand of the Gray Institute and uh, the different educational programs that they offer. Not only that, but also the Free-to-Play Academy. Doug's been very involved in that, which is Doug can kind of tell us a little bit more about this. But it's an excellent program simply teaching movement literacy to kids around the around the world. And it's an amazing venture that you and, and your dad are, are doing down there in Adrian, Michigan. So, Doug, again, we are so thankful that you're on with us today. How's it going, man? Well, first of all, Nick and Andrew, I really appreciate the invitation and the offer to uh, chit-chat with you kind fellows here today. I uh, really appreciate the kind words. Uh, the check will be in the mail for all those nice words you said, Nick. But, uh, you know, I just really am looking forward to, to talking to you guys. I think what you're doing with uh, Physical Therapists on Fire uh, really is inspirational. Um, I love how you're taking a stand and being creative, but just talking more about movement, not for you know, the, the practitioner's sense, but more importantly, the end user, the patients, the clients, the individuals that the us as professionals get to serve on a daily basis, that really they're, the end user are going to be the ones that truly benefit. And if we can be conduits of that, then the more we can learn, the more we can share, and ultimately the more we can inspire. So I really appreciate you two taking the time to invite me to uh, be on this podcast here today. Absolutely. And uh, Doug, I was hoping to start out, uh, I know you're, you're the director of, of GIFT, which is the kind of the flagship kind of year-long fellowship program that the Gray Institute has. And and really what, you know, Andrew and I have both been through that, and I can speak on both our behalf, that that's probably the most transformational thing we've done in our careers as far as, you know, helping just keep that perspective of improving the lives of others. And that's something that you guys kind of continue to speak to us throughout the whole fellowship and i was hoping that you could give the listeners those of who haven't heard about gift or afs just a quick kind of rundown on on what the the goal is with it and uh kind of your thought process behind starting that program well i appreciate that question yes gift stands for gray institute for functional transformation and uh the quick quip of it is that it's a 40-week mentorship program through what we call applied functional science and it's a post-professional education system. So it's for those individuals that are already, you know, therapists, already trainers, strength coaches that have been in the industry and essentially are, are looking for a little bit more. Um, what I love about uh, the Physical Therapists on Fire mission is you're really not uh, happy with the status quo, that you're happy where the status quo is, but hopefully you can raise that status quo for tomorrow. And really that's why GIFT was developed in the first place back in 2007. Uh, this current year is our 10th year of the program, which really speaks volumes of, uh, one, I think the, the standard of the program, but two, the standard of the individuals that have gone through the program. And we're talking over 800 individuals up to this point, which uh, really speaks volumes. And it's, 
It's a way for us to look at the science of the physical, biological, and behavioral worlds and apply it directly to the environment that we work in, no matter if we are a therapist or a trainer or a strength coach or an osteo or a chiro or even a doctor, a physician, that uh, movement is movement, and if movement really is the key to the longevity of life, and movement is one of those big gifts that we can give back to people to really restore their life and allow them to pursue their passions, you know, their goals in life, that that's really why uh, GIFT was created uh, way back when. It was uh, a baby then, and it's kind of grown to uh, a 10-year-old baby now, and with that in mind, it's allowed us to create some more babies with Gray Institute through our CAPS program, through our 3D MAPS program, and a lot of other exciting programs on the horizon. So tell us a little bit more about those other babies, and we really want to, we kind of want to highlight one of those you just talked about, which is which is the 3D MAPS kind of movement screen, but kind of tell us about those, those other options and those other things you guys have created over the years. Well, I appreciate that question. We know we have... Uh, we have three or four primary pillars at Gray Institute, and if you look at the timeline on how they were created, uh, to anybody would say that I think you kind of did that backwards. And we would say, you know, Rut, we did do it backwards, and I think that we had to do it backwards to really simplify the process. Uh, so as I mentioned, in 2007, we created this program called GIFT uh, that Dr. Gary Gray and Dr. David Tiberio uh, who not only uh, are my bosses, but also my mentors as well, that I get to do that alongside those two uh, greats. Uh, but we created GIFT, and uh, as you said, that's pretty much the flagship of Gray Institute. I consider it the Taj Mahal of education, and uh, we we're very fortunate to have you two people um, go through the program. And I think that's, you know, not to get too sidetracked, but a testament to the program that GIFT attracts those people that really are already uh, fairly successful in the industry, and you two would, would be primary examples, and it's um, a way to continue that success and build upon that success. Uh, another pillar of Gray Institute is something called CAVS, C-A-F-S, and that acronym stands for Certification in Applied Functional Science, and that's about a 23-hour online certification that we created next. And uh, Lenny Parasino and Pat McCloskey, two of our colleagues, were very instrumental in that. And that really allows us to learn a little bit more about programming specific to the body, that uh, looking at the body as a whole, maybe focusing on a certain part, but then reintegrating that part into the entire body because the body is a chain reaction. And that was another pillar that was created a few years ago. And then our recent pillar, uh, which I know we're going to want to dive a little deeper into, is something called 3D Maps. 3D movement analysis and performance system. And really that's our way of saying, let's simplify the process a little bit more and allow movement to tell us the most about the body in the least amount of time, because really that's what assessment's all about. And we really are assessing each and every day, uh, whether we're going through a traditional assessment or we're just watching somebody move. And we view that 3D maps really is gonna be the gold standard of the assessment industry. Uh, for all movement practitioners. And then our fourth and final pillar is, uh, especially for our listeners, I think they're really going to get excited about this, is our grayinstitute.com uh, video library full of hundreds of assets that uh, you, you log on and you have 30 days for free, no, no strings attached. you got to opt in if you want to go further. But really access to a lot of small pieces of information um, that cover a variety of topics that can really influence a practitioner where he or she is today and ultimately the patients and clients that they get to serve. It's funny because that's how I got started. So so those functional video digests, I think there's, what, 52 of them? And uh, 
I think I got to number 25 and said, gosh, I probably should sign up for one of these classes. <laughs> so that taste yep. that you just mentioned, that taste is really, that's, that's where I would start if, if I'm out there as a listener and, and, uh, Gosh, I mean, I don't know how you can't just get addicted to the stuff because it just makes so much sense. Yeah, and I, I can tell you, you know, firsthand, you know, coming out of, of PT school, you know, you, you have all this information, but it's it's almost like you don't know how to organize it when you're treating the, the person in front of you and, and progress exercise and, and prescribe exercise and then and, and encourage them. You, you know, you have this information, but you don't know how to organize it. And, what, and I can say what you guys have done such a good job of is organizing uh, the information in a way where you kind of lay that foundation, the whole PST, you know, process first learning the truth, the principles of movement, which forms your strategies and then which gives you your techniques. And I can give you, I can tell you that gave me so much more confidence. And then not only that, but also the whole language of movement that, that we can all speak and just with the whole goal of improving everybody else's lives around us. So, um, yeah, those, like Andrew said, you you know you get a little taste of it, and you just want want more of it. So yeah, that's thanks for sharing that, Doug. I appreciate that. I, I agree. Once you get a taste of something you like, hopefully you can get more of it. And we just want to create as many on ramps, so to speak, to applied functional science, so that no matter where anyone is at in their uh, profession and in their professional timeline or their career, that there is something uh, very valuable for them. Uh, at Gray Institute through Applied Functional Science. So I appreciate your guys' kind words on that. You know, what's funny about the whole, if you take a global perspective of all this, what we're talking about for the listeners that maybe have no clue what you guys are and, 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 and what the Gray Institute is and what Applied Functional Science is, you know, you go through, you know, seven years of education, three years of PT school, and you learn all about muscles and joints and nerves and the brain and all this stuff, and you learn all these pieces you know you you start out with week one on the foot then the knee then the hip and no one ever really teaches you how to put all that information together and then no one ever teaches you how to move people i mean you know you never learn how to how to apply that knowledge of the body and actually teach people how to move better and i was i was really blown away by that uh, you know spending one hundred and fifty thousand dollars on my education and then coming out going, okay, I don't have any exercise ideas for these people that I'm supposed to fix mm -hmm. or to, or to help. And, and that's, I think part of it is that why I gravitated towards applied functional science, because it, it actually is a really uh, organized thought process that, that allows people to, you know, like me to, to start to learn, you know, what I think I was supposed to learn in PT school. So, you know, that, that to me is the global perspective and how to kind of simplify what we're talking about, which is, yeah, we've got this, you know, this education system that doesn't really teach movement professionals how to move people. And here you guys are really, in my opinion, you know, the leaders in that. I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. There's a, there's a couple of re replies that I, w I would add to that. And, you know, that, you know, with PT school, um, you know, I think that there's a, there's a lot of investment there and there's a lot of value in PT school, but where Gray Institute kind of comes in and says, Hey, based on all that amazing information, how can we use that information and put it in a system that makes even more sense that allows you to put it together? You know, so when, when my father, Gary Gray, kind of got his start, you know, he was in a uh, tremendous opportunity where he was able to really tackle as much continuing education as he, he could handle uh, due to the kind budget of where he was working. And what he simply did is went to, you know, a foot course, a knee course, a hip course, a shoulder course and realized, you know what? 
this is all part of one body. And if you're not talking about the shoulder at the foot course, then you might be missing something. Or if you're not talking about the knee at a hip course, you're, you're probably missing something because the body truly is a chain reaction. And really that journey has led us to where I think we are today with 3D maps where, you know, we, we base our movement assessment off of mobility and stability, that it's one thing to have the range of motion, but it's a totally different story to be able to control that range of motion. And if you're truly going to assess someone's body, you got to have the best of both worlds with mobility and stability. And if you really want to get a little bit more greedy, you want to make sure that all the primary joint complexes of the body, which move in three planes of motion, that you have all those motions covered in your assessment. And when you kind of hear that and you say, well, if there's 11 primary complexes of the body and you're saying that the body moves in three planes of motion, so therefore there's two motions in each plane at each joint. If you do the simple math, you have 66 motions that essentially you should probably cover in an assessment. And that's very intimidating. Uh, But what Gray Institute has done through 3D maps is saying, let's take the intimidation out and let's just ask you to do some movements that you pretty much do on a daily basis, that you lunge and that you swing your arms or you reach. And let's allow you to lunge and reach in a certain movement pattern and call them six movement patterns that allow all 66 motions of the body to be demonstrated from a mobility standpoint. And then let's just tweak those movements in a very small, successful manner that allows the stability of those 66 motions to be demonstrated and it's really interesting when you look at the the journey of Gray Institute, which, you know, let's be honest, it, it began with Gary Gray. And with his journey of learning and really studying how the body is an integrated being, it is a chain reaction, that now we have simplified it to the process of 3D maps where you can take someone through these basic movement patterns and you can learn as much as you need to know about that body today in order to know how you can help them today. Sure, sure, yeah, and I I can tell you, Doug, it's so powerful as a as an assessment tool, and it's a like you said, it kind of simplifies movement, and uh, you know I can tell you that I use it daily with every single patient that I who who comes through the door. It's a it's a quick hitter, you know. You you can watch them move, and a lot of times, you know, you're assessing assessing one of the one of the planes or one of the the transformational zones, and they'll kind of get a look in their eye and say yeah, this is how I go down to pick up the trash. Like they, they link it with their daily life, which is, which is powerful. And, and one of the things I want to know and what, what you guys are good at is kind of looking at what's out there and then challenging what's out there with your thought process. So you guys, I kind of want to hear about how 3d maps even got started. I want to hear about like you guys looking at what was out there as far as movement screens and then taking the thought process, can we can we do better, and kind of how it came about? Well, I appreciate that question, and um, you know, how much time do you have is really my answer. But I can kind of I can kind of get to the point, hopefully fairly quick. That you know, with with the industry, that you know, there's certain assessments that are out there, and I want to make it very clear that when Gray Institute talks about these assessments, and they may not agree fully with them. It is nothing against the people that are behind the assessments. It's simply saying, I think that what you did was a very good thing because it got us to this point. But it's going back to how our conversation began here today and saying we can't really be satisfied with the status quo, especially when we sit back and realize how much everybody knows about the body. And if everybody agrees that the body moves in three planes of motion and that all 
muscles react in three planes of motion and all joints are integrated but move in three planes of motion. We have to then look at the entire body from that, you know, with, with those lens. And so throughout the gift journey, we have gift gatherings, which as you guys know, uh, where you come to uh, Michigan for a two and a half day of learning three times out of the year of those 40 weeks of the gift program. And many times through those gatherings, the topic will come up, well, we have to come up with an assessment. If we're, if we're talking about three-dimensional movement, come up with an assessment. And really, up to about uh, a year and a half, two years ago, we thought, you know, it really can't be done. Movement is too complex for that to be simplified in that manner. Uh, but the more we thought about it, the more we got our think tank together and the more, you know, really, you know, Gary locks himself in the room and, you know, many times will lock me in the room with him and we can kind of try to go through some things that the movements were staring at us in the face. And the more we worked through it, the more we realized that, you know, let's just break it down biomechanically that if you lunge in this direction, you reach this direction in the same plane that you can cover 50% of the, say, sagittal plane motions. If you do the exact opposite movement, you're probably going to get the other 50%. And then you can apply that process with the frontal and the transverse plane. And you guys know that with 3D maps that we have six chain reactions, and we call it the anterior, the posterior, same side lateral, opposite side lateral, same side rotational, and opposite side rotational chain reactions that cover those 66 motions. But more importantly, it's those lunges with bilateral hand swings that we can really look at the range of motion that we finally felt like, okay, we're on to something here. And getting back to your question, it was, hey, take what the industry has already given you. I mean, I think when the industry presents a gift such as X, Y, or Z assessment, that that truly is a gift. And I believe that you can get, you know, a lot of good things from that gift. But we at Gray Institute and we as applied functional scientists really kind of get greedy, not for the ego side of ourselves, but more of what can we do with this information to the consumer, to the patient, to the client, to the individual that's really trusting us to take as good care of their bodies as we can. And we thought that we needed to really up that standard if we we're truly going to treat this person, one, like an individual and not just say we're going to take you through this protocol and we're going to spit you out the same exercises that, you know, the majority of the population get. But we're going to look at you like an individual that has different needs, wants and goals. But your whole desire might be to become a better golfer. Your whole desire might be able to pick up your grandchild without having back pain. Your whole desire might be to be able to take a walk with your spouse and be able to, you know, cover a mile or two. Whatever your goal is, we need to be able to relate our movements to that goal. And it really allowed us to, you know, up the standard to say, let's not be satisfied with the status quo. Let's actually create potentially what we would argue a more functional and better status quo. And that's where 3D Maps got its start. Man, that's, you said that really well. That was awesome, by the way, there. It was a great description. <laughs> you know, it's funny when you think about what is out there and the tests that are out there and if you look at the test, what is the test really, what is it really showing you? It's like, I remember Gary saying once at a chain reaction, uh, seminar, you know, you can stick your finger in your ear and turn it around a couple times and pull it out and it's a test, but what is it a test of? And I know a lot of times when you look at some of these traditional movement screens and even some of the evaluations that you learn in PT school, you really have to ask yourself, like, what is this testing? You know, it is a test, a manual muscle test, 
on a table sitting down, uh, let's say, you know, making somebody extend their knee to, to give me a, a, a number on how strong their quads are, that is a test and it does give you information. But we know that when you're standing up that the, the quad does not extend the knee. In fact, it's, it's, it's actually decelerating knee flexion, right? So, you know, it's a test, but what is it a test of? And that's why I love 3D Map so much because just like Nick said earlier, you know, the patients can actually feel that. Like, hey, this feels like something I've actually done before. You know, mm-hmm. so it is it is to me the definition of function in a sense that, yes, the function is what the patient's desires are, but the test is going to do pretty well at figuring out how they're moving and, and relating that to how they desire to, to be moving in life. Yeah, I appreciate that. I think a, a real quick funny, not funny story, but it can be funny. It just depends where your humor's at. You know, we have a couple interns here at Gray Institute this summer, and they're they're guys that I, I've known, I've, I've watched grow up, and they're just great, great guys, great kids. We forced them to go through 3D maps, and it wasn't really a force. We said, hey, it, it, we need you guys to go through 3D maps, and they jumped on it really quick, and they knocked it out even quicker, and uh, were very successful at it. But, of course, you know, they had some questions. So they brought, they came into my office the other day, and one of them said, you know, explain a little bit more about this PST process. And I said, well, it can feed forward as a PST. It can feed backward as a TSP. But essentially, you have to start with the truth, the science of it all, you know, whether it's physical truth, biological truth, or behavioral truth. And based on that truth, you have to create a strategy to come up with the proper technique, the proper movement. And you should be able to then take a movement and relate it back and answer the question, well, why am I doing this? The same goes with assessment. You really have to ask yourself, you know, why am I doing this? Our intern said, you know, that makes sense to me now, but can you give me an example? And I said, well, you know, just look at the hamstrings that a lot of people, you know, in order to test the hamstrings, um, may, might do a certain test that lays you down or more importantly, I knew this, this kid, this intern plays, plays basketball. And I said, when you were doing your basketball training, did, did they ever lay you down on your stomach and put you in a machine where you had to kind of bend your knee to strengthen your hamstrings? And he's like, oh yeah, I didn't like that machine at all. And I said, well, it's the intuition that you, you, you didn't like it because it just didn't feel right because that's not how you went out and played basketball. And as you guys know, you know that the hamstrings are a three-dimensional muscle. The hamstrings don't flex the knee. Gravity actually does that for free, and the hamstrings really need to decelerate that. So the books were a little off on that one, but it's all context-dependent. We know that that was muscle function on a you know a suit or a prone position laying down. So yes, the knees um, do flex because the hamstrings at that point in time, but. The hamstrings need to control knee flexion and global fu- and global function and upright movement. And you really need certain techniques to validate or to demonstrate what science has already proven about the hamstrings, that they move in three planes of motion and they get their movement. They really get turned on and excited when the foot's on the ground. Because as we all know, Gary says, when the foot hits the ground, everything changes. And the hamstrings say, you better treat me like that. Because not only do I move in three planes of motion, but you better train me and treat me in three planes of motion. And you kind of look at that and you say, well, that's not how we were taught how to test the hamstrings or even how to train the hamstrings. And it might be that we were a little bit off. You know what? Who cares? So be it. Let's go ahead and have kind of the gumption to say, let's go ahead and change it. Let's up the status quo. And uh, 3D Maps has allowed us to get to that point. Well, and really everything that we were taught in the past has been technique driven, you know, 
whether it's personal training, strength conditioning, athletic training, physical therapy, you name it, it's all about the techniques. So we actually had labs where we're learning techniques. The problem is that you're not learning the strategy behind the technique and you're not learning the principle behind the technique. Ultimately, you're not learning the why behind it. You're just doing things mindlessly because people have taught you, you know, the technique. And I can go on YouTube and I can find techniques all day, you know, and, and that's that really becomes that becomes a problem, you know, when you're just trying to find time fillers and techniques that really you don't know why you're doing what you're doing. And so, again, just kind of from a global perspective, 3D maps, applied functional science really teaches you the principles behind movement. And then you ultimately, if you learn the principles which lead to the strategies, then you have endless techniques. You essentially are making things up as you're going because your techniques are driven by the thought process, in which I, which I really love. So, so that was great. I really appreciate that description. And I, I've got a question here for you and you don't have to, you don't have to answer it, but, um, <laughs> you know, I want the listeners to understand, you know, that, that what we're talking about, if they've never heard of applied functional science or 3d maps, movement screen, that this stuff is being used at the highest levels, you know, it's being used at the highest levels of, you know, patient care as well as the highest levels of athletic performance. And I was just wondering if, do you feel comfortable and would you be willing to share with us the levels that this is being used at as far as organizational levels, whether it's, you know, athletic teams or anything of that nature, or is that something you don't feel comfortable with? Well, I think I can speak um, kind of in more 30,000 foot view on that. Um, I think at Green Institute, what we try to pride ourselves in and now it sounds kind of arrogant that I'm acknowledging that we're trying to <laughs> keep this under wraps is we don't really try to, name drop, that uh, we're, we're a very trusted source that a lot of the high-end athletes that really have been to numerous people trying to get help, we're, we're almost kind of like the last line of defense. And we've seen a lot of those athletes where no one really could be able to pinpoint what was wrong with them and how best to help them. And they come to Gray Institute and uh, ultimately we just try to take care of them and look at them like the individual they are. Uh, but your question is spot on that, you know, we, we view kind of everybody as a, on a level playing field, um, but I know to kind of the public that, you know, there, there's, there, there may be a difference than somebody, you know, treating a neighbor versus somebody treating a professional athlete. And, you know, I think, you know, Andrew and Nick, you're, you're very similar to us that we treat the, both those individuals the same. We have been able uh, to be very fortunate in delivering a lot of our information to a lot of professional teams. In fact, a couple of the professional teams may have won um, the Super Bowls, um, you know, have, and I'm not saying that we're the reason why, but, you know, that there's a connection where you would think a lot of those organizations, you know, very much like the competitive side, they, they're never satisfied with where they're at and uh, they want to get better. Well, the same goes for their training and their rehab side, that they're not satisfied where they're at. They want to continually to get better. And I think a lot of people, when they're looking for how in the world can we get better, uh, strangely enough, they, they find themselves, you know, at Gray Institute looking more for that information. And it's let me pause the story there and say that with this Gray Institute information, that this is something that I think the gift community has had leaps and bounds of impact on that. You know, Dr. Gary Gray, Dr. David Tiberio and even myself would say that there's probably no set year that we've learned as much as we have except through gift. So even with all the traditional education that everybody's gone through, 
that going through gift really, you learn more in that 40 weeks than probably you have in any other 40 weeks of your entire life. And that's a testament to the grain student information that it's not just, you know, Gary Gray or David Tiberio or Doug Gray, but you have to understand that we're trying to be smart enough to surround ourselves with the Andrew Gareckis and the Nick Hawkins of the world to say, what can they teach us too? And allow our information to be really um, exponentially enhanced because really the Gray Institute is becoming a very wide community. And through that community, it gets you back to the question that you asked that we've had a lot of people come through our programs that you would say they're already been hugely successful. They work with this NBA team or they work with this NFL team or they work with these particular models or they work with you name it. And that's really a testament to the community that the Grain Institute is comprised of, that it attracts the best of the best because it's the best of the best that want to continually try to get better. And through that bettering of ourselves, you attract a lot of people that um, are some high-name people that work with high-name organizations that ultimately just want to get um, get their patients, their clients, and in this case, their athletes better. Sure, sure. Yeah, and I totally appreciate that, that you know, you guys wanting to kind of keep that, uh, not to name drop, you know, and, and, and we talk a lot about a lot of different topics on the show. You know, we talk about business, uh, you know, we talk about marketing, you know, and, and I know from some of my studies that in the, in the marketing and advertising world that one of the principles that is really powerful is social proof. You know, social proof becomes, becomes a really powerful thing. And, you know, I would love it at some point to see that, you know, to be able to hear that and to be able to, to brag about that. And then I don't know if that's an, if that's a, I'm so proud of what I've learned. I'm so proud of you guys. And, and, um, you know, but I definitely can respect um, you know, the, the, the stance that you guys have and not wanting to, to name drop. And, and so I appreciate that. And that was a really good answer. Uh, those Super Bowl, uh, I would say multiple Super Bowls too, not just one. <laughs> teams out there. And, um, you know, it's just, it's again, I, I, I'm not taking, we're not taking any credit for that, but we're just saying that I think it's those type of organizations that want to get better, that they find themselves at our doorstep and, um, we invite them in our home and say, you're part of our family now. And, um, you know, back to your, your point on the marketing that, you know, we've had a lot of people say you, you got you to gotta name drop. And we understand that. And I think what we're going to, you know, we're, we're going to try to do it in a very tactful manner where if, if people are willing to provide some testimonials, you know, those go a long way. Sure. Uh, one sure. thing that we're currently working on right now is with 3D maps, um, as, as you gentlemen know, 3D maps covers global human function and it really creates the core of all of our movement. But due to that core, even though we're covering the primary motions of the primary joints in the body, it changes if I'm doing a certain sport or activity, such as swinging the golf club or playing a game called basketball. And even those those motions are still available, it's the sequencing that changes and the resultant motion that changes. And so we're trying to grow 3D maps saying, if this really is the core, then we got to start growing it out. And we are doing just that, you know. So the next thing on the horizon, of course, is Gray Institute Golf. Uh, that 3D maps uh, is the core of, but then you tweak it to look like the transformational zones of the golf swing. And you can really start to realize how powerful 3D maps is, uh, especially in the, in the minds of an applied functional scientist and the many things that you can then do with it. And we just really want to continue to try to create environments where people can use the information to impact the lives of others. 
Yeah, that's awesome, Doug. And that that's kind of that's an I know you guys are always big thinkers, and I love the the big thinking, and it's inspiring. And that's kind of the the vision that I have of 3D maps too, and kind of looking at a big picture of it. I see it being something where uh, it could be integrated as like a yearly screen for people. Like you know what I mean? The musculoskeletal system is the only system in the body that does not have a screen. And I'm wondering if it's if part of that is just because there hasn't been something valid out there until now you know what i mean and uh so you know that's kind of i i'm kind of excited just at the potential that it has in that like just offering something where people can come in on a yearly basis whether they have a problem or not go through this this screen that literally literally looks at whatever their body needs to do for a specific activity and and shoots out what they're successful in what they can can continue to do to be successful or where they're not so successful and what they can do to work on that to prevent injury. And uh, mm-hmm. so, yeah, I think it has huge potential. And then you get into the specific sports conversation, and, and that's even a crazier idea of the amount of people that it could touch. So... On that note, you, you, you hear about all the healthcare reform and everybody's talking about preventative medicine and blah, blah, blah. And, and what Nick hit on there is the musculoskeletal system is not traditionally tested. It's every other system in your body, when you go to the doctor, is tested. Your eyes, your ears, you know, everything else you could talk about. But the musculoskeletal system is not tested. And, and, it, and it's kind of ridiculous when you think about it, when it really is 20% you know, of the overall healthcare costs. And, and, and I, I do love that vision that Nick has here as making that kind of that gold standard that, you know, everybody's doing it and, and, and it's getting paid for and it becomes known that that is the gold standard for assessing that system. I think that's super exciting. Um, so I just wanted to add that. Yeah, I think uh, your, your thoughts uh, coincide with where we're at, you know, just seeing that, you know, like like you mentioned, Andrew, you go and you get your eyes checked, you know, you get your uh, teeth worked on maybe twice a year. You get, usually get your yearly physical, get some blood work, get some blood pressure tests, and you get all these great information. But like you said, there, there's really nothing for the musculoskeletal system, and 3D Maps is it. You know, I think 3D Maps is it, and the more we brainstorm and the more we say, let's think even bigger um, the more opportunities that we see for 3D maps. And I believe that because of the direction that we're going to be taking 3D maps, that I think the industry uh, is going to want to really try to sink their teeth in 3D maps uh, to really say, well, I'm wondering if, if what all these guys are saying is really true. And uh, I think that, you know, you can take it with a grain of salt with how we're marketing it, but you got to go through it yourself to really see the benefit in it. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to hopefully create that uh, – that yearly assessment or even monthly or weekly or even daily assessment that uh, we need to make sure that we're taking care of our bodies uh, because really that's the key is um, preventative care, right? and especially with what the APTA has just kind of released with their charge and the musculoskeletal movement system and the need for a common language. We're sitting back saying, that's interesting. <laughs> Yeah, because that's what Green Institute has been doing literally for the last 30 plus 30, years. 35 and years, yeah. I I believe that it's going to hopefully be a perfect storm, and I think that it's going to take you know individuals and professionals that are very driven to say, I think this is the way to go, and just really have the courage to go that direction and, and see what happens. Curious on that note, did anybody you know? There's a name that they're they're putting with that movement, right? So the APTA comes out with this. Oh, hey, we're going to be the movement experts now. That's our that's our new vision for the next ten years. 
did anybody contact you guys? You know, because they, they throw a name out there now and they've got this lady associated with what they're going to be teaching. Mm-hmm. Anybody contact you guys? Uh, I'm not sure about a direct uh, contact from their end. Uh, I believe that um, there has been some form of communication more of, you know, hey, I think I think we may be able to help you in this. And, right. you know, I think uh, I look at it as it's, it's, it's interesting because to become an expert, you really can't say you're going to become an expert. Really, that comes after you've already been the expert. And I think that um, the, the, the goal is really looking at what the movement industry entails. Uh, with all the amazing information that's in there, it's really how do we organize this information and really be able to come up with the best thing for the individual, not the best thing for a company or the best thing for an initiative, but the best thing really for the individual that we're trying to rehab as therapists, that we're trying to uh, train as trainers, as we're trying to uh, basically enhance the lives of others by giving them back their mobility and stability of their body. And really movement is the key to life. And I think that, um, you know, the, the charge that's been um, recently publicized by the APTA is very exciting because, you know, they get it, you know, and I think that it's only going to be better for everybody. And I really give the APTA props uh, for making such a bold statement and saying that this is the direction that I think that everybody needs to go. Of course, it's not a requirement, but it's more of a charge and it's a challenge. And I think that it's really going to give the industry an opportunity to come together and say, this is what's best in moving forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Doug, this has been a great conversation. We're just going to wrap this up here, but we always ask three questions uh, at the end of the episodes. And hopefully you can you can answer them for us. But the first one is what has been your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? Well, that is a great question. And uh, to be very transparent, you guys were kind enough to send me these questions prior. And when I, <laughs> I'm thinking, oh boy, I need to put some thought into this. So when you fail as many times as I have, you really need to figure out what's the best answer for this. And, um, you know, I could get really cute on you and say that, you know, failure is just uh, learning opportunities, which essentially it really is. Um, But I think, you know, more of a kind of a global way that I think I failed throughout my life is not being as fully prepared as I should. You know, that you you put in the time and the effort, whether it's in your craft, whether it's in your hobby or your passion or your family or whatever it is. But you always realize that there, there's more of yourself to give, that there's more of yourself to invest in. And I find that when I don't make that conscious effort to go the extra mile in my investment in others or in my learning or in my profession, that I believe that's what I really see myself as potentially failing. And, you know, I think what I've learned from that is you got to take every day as a gift, but you got to take every day as an opportunity that God has given you to really invest in the lives of others. And through that, you're going to, you know, selfishly get enhanced. But the more you can pour out in others by maybe how you interact with them, how do you uh, teach them, how you learn from them is really how you kind of tackle that failure because you really, uh, the more you invest in others, the more uh, successful you're going to be. Sure. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Thank you for that. Uh, number two, how are you currently feeding your body, your mind, and your spirit? I love it. It's definitely a three-dimensional thing that we need to feed. And, uh, you know, from the body uh, mindset, I think what I, you know, I 
try to get working out as much as possible. Um, I need to be doing it more, um, but it's feeding my body. You know, I really am better, a better person when I'm out there, you know, doing some runs, doing some lifts, doing some uh, playing of basketball. So just the more I can continually keep moving is, is how I try to feed my body. And now it's kind of fun because I get to chase around a two and a half year old and uh, I can't really chase around the four week old right now because she, she hasn't learned how to run quite yet. But I'm really going to be feeding my body just by uh, being the, the um, being a part of an amazing family. Uh, how I try to feed my mind, um, it's interesting. Um, what, I, what I'm doing here on this year, you guys may get a kick out of this or not, but you go through the gift program and you have these, you know, the 40 weeks are broken up into trimesters and the trimesters are broken up into weekly segments that have various webcasts and uh, documents to read and forums to post in. And... I went through the gift program in 2007 and you know, you fast forward here to 2016. And so how I'm feeding my mind this year is I'm trying to make a conscious effort to go through all the webcast uh, each week uh, for all 40 weeks of the gift journey, because as you know, the content has changed in that it's continually evolving for the better. And so what someone may have seen in the uh, first year of gift is drastically different here in 2016 uh, but as a perk, as a gift fellows, you get to go through all that information each and every year. So I'm trying to feed my mind more uh, by getting more invested into the uh, gift curriculum uh, through applied functional science. And then I love how you guys save the best for last and how you're currently feeding your spirit. And um, that's something that I, I think like all of us, we, you know, we need to feed 24-7. Uh, but what, one thing that's really cool is I have um, three really close friends that I would, you know, consider them best friends that... Well, we do a daily uh, devotional where really every fourth day, the other person just shoots out a text on what was meaningful in that devotional or what was a takeaway. And it really tries to keep you on par. So if you read the devotional and you get this text from a buddy, it really coincides. Or if you didn't make time for the devotional, you still get a text from your buddy that really makes something meaningful to read. And I believe that it keeps uh, some accountability. It keeps the drive going. Um, but really, that's the most important part of our body is that spirit. And the more we can feed it, the better, because that's really the only thing that's going to live on. Yeah, that's awesome. Talk about a good way to keep things in perspective. That's yeah, that's really good uh, routine there. Uh, and I I can tell you about you mentioned basketball. I can I can say firsthand this this guy is a, a stone cold killer on the basketball court. Six foot five, but can step back and just nail that NBA range three pointer like nobody's business. <laughs> So don't be humble about that. <laughs> well, well, I think you probably, you know, a blind squirrel finds a nut here and there. there so that go. might be the study of that one day where this blind squirrel found that nut. So <laughs> I appreciate that, Nick. But uh, there you go. I definitely would want you on my team and not playing against you with that uh, southpaw mentality where you 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 kind of act like you a little bit finesse and then you barrel somebody down. And so you're <laughs> that type of player. So I appreciate the compliments, but props go right back to you. All right, number number three, Doug. What are you looking forward to? What are some visions you have in the next five years? Well, I think uh, I'm excited about the next five years, um, but uh, I think more importantly, I'm excited about the next five days. But I think that uh, there's there's a couple of ways that I would answer that. The one, which means, of course, the most to me, is just uh, watching my family grow up. I uh, was blessed to marry uh, my best friend Valerie. Um, we'll be celebrating five years uh, here next month. And as I mentioned, we have a two-and-a-half-year-old son and a four-week-old girl. And I just want to uh, continually watch them grow up and um, learn from them and be there for them and 
just really enjoy that uh, gift that God's given me called my family. And then the other thing that I'm really looking forward to is, um, as I don't think this is going to sound weird, but I'm in a blessed opportunity and position to be able to work uh, hand in hand with my father. And, uh, you know, the, the, in the industry is known as the father of function. So the joke is that I have to be function. And usually I go, ha, ha, ha. Uh, but I, the blessing is that, one, I get to work with my father. And I know a lot of children uh, aren't able to work with their parents. And uh, the second part of that is I, I think that we work well together. And people, you know, children that work with their parents may not work well together. And I, I have the best of both worlds. And I'm really looking forward to um continually driving what he's been driving his entire life for that we're very fortunate that our passions align and uh, I'm looking forward to just continuing the uh, the Gray Institute brand and growth uh, alongside not only my father Gary Gray uh, but Dr. David Tiberio you know the Andrews and the Knicks of the world in our gift community and, and beyond that so uh, I'm really excited I think there's a lot of promise there's a lot of drive and we're not going to be satisfied with where we're at uh, but more importantly, I just we just want to take advantage of the platform that we've been given and ultimately try to grow that platform so more people can be enhanced and inspired in the process. And I can tell you that we are excited to follow you guys for the next five years and, and see what comes out of it and, and just continue to consume the content and the information and the community and hopefully we can contribute. And so we're excited to uh, be alongside you guys for the next five years as well. So well, let me just explain that you guys have already contributed greatly, um, and I'm not blowing smoke anywhere. I'm just uh, being honest, and um, the reflection of that, of course, is in your daily lives, what you're doing through your uh, physical therapy practices, as well as uh, PT on Fire, um, that you guys, of course, are carrying that torch and carrying that torch proudly. And I just want to uh, let you know that that's uh, something that we admire, uh, we respect, but you're continually inspiring us in the process, and I just want you guys to know how proud we are of you both, and uh, you guys just keep being you and doing what you're doing. Well, gosh, thanks. You just gave me some goosebumps there. I appreciate thanks, that. So to wrap it up here, um, for our listeners, we typically have uh, you know the, the guest on the show. We like them to be able to get a taste of what you guys are doing, and you had something that in mind for them today that you were, you were so gracious enough to, to give them. You want to talk about that real quick before we end? Yeah, I would love to. I appreciate that opportunity. Uh, really, we got two opportunities for the listeners. Uh, first of all, listeners, I appreciate you tuning in and uh, listening to me. I think you're tuning in to listen to the uh, two uh, hosts, uh, which are gracious. So the more you can tune into these guys, the better. Uh, but you heard us talk a lot about Gray Institute and uh, specifically 3D Maps. That uh, 3D Maps, is, we believe, is the premier certification for movement uh, assessment as well as uh, performance and if you would like to take that certification, which is 100% online, uh, you can really knock it out in about 10 hours. Now, we'd like to give you a 20% discount. And so if you go to grayinstitute.com and you select 3D Maps and you go to purchase that, you'll be asked for a coupon or a discount code, and you'll get a 20% discount for 3D Maps. If that's not something you want to dive into right away, I want to present that second opportunity which is still go to grayinstitute.com and you'll find that we have a 30-day trial for our subscription platform. No strings attached. Uh, once you got the information entered, uh, you have access to our preferred plan, which has hundreds of video assets and um, even articles and um, exercise library that you can dabble with and uh, see if that's something that you may want to uh, pursue and invest in in the long run. 
Uh, but you have a 30-day trial where you get all that information for free. So I would encourage you just to check us out, but more importantly, let us know if there's anything that we can do for you um, as listeners and as practitioners. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. And uh, I would encourage all of you out there listening to just grab that opportunity. Both of those things are just amazing. And uh, Doug, thank you so much. And uh, we hope to have you on again in the future. Thank you, Doug. Well, thank you both very much. You have a wonderful day. You do the same. Thank you. See you, Doug.